Welcome to the Team Us podcast. We're Ted and Ashley Slater. As couples, we all want to win in marriage, right? And we don't mean in a who's right or who's wrong sort of way, but together as a united team. Oneness in marriage isn't always easy, though. Sometimes it's really hard. It can be a struggle to stay connected and face the difficulties of everyday life together. If we're not intentional, it's easy for the us, the you and me, to quickly become you versus me. Well, this podcast is all about marriage as a team and how to live the everyday moments of your marriage together. We'll share honestly and humorously with you about the betters and the worse of our marriage. You'll hear how grace, commitment, cooperation, and lots and lots of laughter have helped us stay united. Plus, in every episode, you'll also get some practical tips and tools to apply to your marriage. We want to see your team us win. We're cheering you on. So let's get started. Hey, everyone. Hey there. Welcome back to the Team Us podcast. Yes. And today we're diving into the topic of parenting and how we can better parent as a team. But before we jump in, I want to start by saying that you might be listening and you aren't a parent yet. It could be that you and your spouse aren't ready yet, and that's okay. You know, the timetable is a little different for every couple. Um, or it might be that you are very ready and you have been for a while, but you're struggling with infertility. I've read that one in eight couples experience infertility. So if that's you, I want to start this episode by saying that you're not forgotten or unseen by us. And while we do talk about miscarriage in the book Team Us, we don't directly talk about infertility. However, my other book, Braving Sorrow Together, one of my friends shares her and her husband's story of infertility. It's raw and it's honest, and I pray it's a reminder to you that you aren't alone. Let's talk about parenting as a team. Ted, I think we both agree that parenting has been one of our most challenging team efforts yet. Challenging, yes. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been rich and fun and uh, makes life full, but challenging. That, that's an accurate term. Yeah, I like that. It makes it full. That's mm. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Before we get into the practical stuff, though, yes. let's do something fun. I'm going to ask you some favorites related to parenting. Ooh, Sounds good. Like favorite children? Yeah, my favorite child is... <laughs> no, we don't have favorite children. So, although that seems to be a theme on television shows, doesn't it? I think it does, but you know, I've found that as each new child comes along, my heart expands just that much more to embrace them. Yeah. That sounds cheesy. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, so yes. favorite Pixar parent. Pixar parent... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna. My mind, you know where my mind went to. No, it went right to uh, um, 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 The Incredibles. Uh huh. <laughs> so he, he reminds me of myself. You know, he <laughs> he sees himself as like you know all that, and he's <laughs> a little out of shape, <laughs> and he loses his temper sometimes and breaks tables. I've never broken a table. No, I'm sure you've broken something else. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No, no. I'm All right. Godly man. I don't so, break things. <laughs> so Mr. Incredible, favorite Pixar parent. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite dad joke? Because you like to tell dad jokes. Uh, no, no, no well, potty humor here. Oh, well then no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> One of our girls told a joke. What was it? What did Dorothy say? Um, so it was like a three-part joke and it was like she got me at the end. 
I don't know. I don't know any good dad jokes. Not at the moment. Not I'm at sorry. the moment. Every other moment, you know, Every like a dad moment, joke. They just call me like <laughs> like kids, I'm a dad or something. Yeah, the kids just kind of groan. Mm, and, okay. And you. So you some other favorite yes. parenting. Yeah, I give you. I humor you. Yes, with thank my you. Laughter. Some that. other favorite parenting moment. Do you have a favorite parenting moment? Favorite parenting moment. Uh, it's it's nice when uh, you know the girls. You know, or affectionate, mm-hmm. you know, when they play with my hair or uh, cuddle up next to me on the couch when we're watching a show. Not yeah. that we watch shows. We don't watch shows very often. We just talk about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. We watch them a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like, I like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the, the girls when they do things that uh, make them shine and that, you know, like when they volunteer at church or when they're on stage or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good parenting moments. Mm-hmm. Or when uh, one of our girls writes her own devotional. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Our our nine-year-old is working on her own devotional. And it's quite good. Yeah, she did a good job. So, yes. All right, well, let's jump in. Wait, can I ask you? Do you have any, uh, like... Uh... Proud moments, or do you have any? Who's your favorite? Uh, are you? Uh, <laughs> I do not the stretch, have Miss Stretch. What's her name? Oh, Mrs. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I wasn't prepared for this question. I know. Well, boom. I was prepared to ask you the mm. questions and put you mm. on the spot. Favorite Pixar parent? I might actually say mm. that it's Marlon from Finding Nemo because he struggles with a lot of fear, oh. but learns how to hmm. overcome that and allow his kids to take risks. And I think that I can relate to that. I think for me, Interesting. I've had good. to learn over the years how to wisely, to use wisdom and not fear in letting our kids um, step out and take risks and maybe even encouraging them That's to good. do that. He uh, he had a hard time saying anemone. Can you say that to me? Well, that was Nemo, not the dad. Oh, okay. No, I'm not going to try to say that. <laughs> anemone, okay. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's continue. All right. So for those of you listening, I mean, mm. we've talked about our kids, but we should probably say our kids range in age from 10 to almost 17. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and over the years, sometimes, Ted, our different upbringings and different personalities have complicated rather than contributed to and enriched our parenting. Um, and I think that probably happens with a lot of couples, Complicated. Right? That's a nice way of putting <laughs> it. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I mean, you were raised one way, I was raised a different way. Everybody's raised differently. And then when you get these two uh, people together to raise a family, their parenting approach, they're going to be those different backgrounds. Yeah. Like you were, I mean, a doctor's kid. Mm -hmm. I was a pastor's kid. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think just we came from different backgrounds as far as what our families could afford or what opportunities we had Mm -hmm. Um, and personalities. I mean, I'm firstborn girl. You're a last born Boy, which That's is right. actually apparently a perfect combination. Oh, it is a perfect combination. <laughs> I would say yes. But I think that makes us, I'm very much a planner, very mm-hmm. much a... And I'm more ad-lib. Yeah. Yes. So I think that's a big thing. I think uh, in some ways you're better at discipline than I am. And I'm a little like, I don't discipline maybe early enough in a situation or bring, you know, rein things in. Sometimes things get out of control. But you also are able to enjoy 
the moment and be present in the moment or much at least more. It. <laughs> or have fun yes. with it. Have yeah. fun with it. Have yes, fun absolutely. with it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we've had to work hard not to allow our differences to mm-hmm. divide us when it comes to parenting. So I thought we'd share mm-hmm. three of the things we do to better parent together because maybe they'll be helpful and encouraging to those who are listening. And we are definitely, we do not consider ourselves parenting experts at no. all. Not Absolutely at all. Not. No, we've been, we've had kids for like, 17, 17 years. years. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and maybe, maybe we can share some things that uh, they can learn from our, our mistakes and our successes. Yeah. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, so the first thing we do is we try to appreciate each other's perspectives. So in the last episode, um, as we were talking about grief, we talked about how we have different vantage points or perspectives when we grieve and I grieve. And I think that when we parent, it's also important to keep this in mind that we're coming at it from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Like if I think back to when our kids were young, because at one point we had like a newborn to a seven year old Mm -hmm. or something around them. We had a lot of little, kids at the Mm -hmm. same time. Um, you know, I've always kind of worked from home Mm -hmm. part time, but I've always been home. And I would go to the office, be gone for most of the day yeah, and come back around dinner time. Right. Just maybe an hour or two before the kids are going to go to bed. And so I was exhausted Mm -hmm. by the time you get home and I would be like, okay, bedtime is at this time. Right. And let's stick to that schedule. And you would often bedtime would get extended because you play or hang out or you'd wind the kids up and I would kind of uh-huh. get frustrated with that. Which is understandable because you've been with them the whole day and you're kind of spent. No? Yes. I mean, yeah. that's true. It's true. There's, um, you and You've know, been giving your energy the whole day. And... But I was only thinking about myself when I would be like, okay, okay. it's time to, time for the kids to go to bed. Let's stop. Don't wind them up. Um, I wasn't thinking about the fact that you had a limited amount of hours with them. I wasn't thinking about your perspective, that this was the time that you had to spend with them. And so, of course, you would want a little bit longer. Um, And so I had to really learn to um, realize that Mm -hmm. and be more flexible. Right. And in retrospect, I could do the same. You know, maybe I could have more of my fun wind up time in the morning before I head to work. 
And then when I get back, I have a little more low-key activities with them to help wind them down. Maybe read to them. I used to read to the kids back then. Yeah, you'd read to them every read night. Read to them and, uh, you know, something a little more low-key. Yeah. Well, I think that would have required you to get up earlier, too, and mm. have some more time I'm, I'm before you actually had if to I'm get up, up. If I'm up any later than five... Half the day is wasted. And if you've listened to more than one episode of this podcast, you know that's not true. Absolute lie. <laughs> okay. So that was the first one. Appreciating you know? each other's perspectives. Yeah. We're coming from different perspectives. Right. I think that helped, you know, doing that and continuing to do that has helped us better parent as a team rather than as two individuals who right. end up um, getting in disagreements and getting frustrated with each other. Absolutely. Um, the second one. Mm. Is And I think this really ties into our personalities and how our personalities have affected our parenting is um, learning from each other's approaches, from the way that the other one parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, we talked about how you're a, I'm a firstborn girl, you're a lastborn boy. Right. And And there are books that talk about that. The Birth Order book. Yeah. That's not an endorsement, but I remember reading that book and it does point out that because of your birth order in your family, it does, it really does affect your personality. You know, I may have been a little more goofy and trying to get attention and maybe the, you know, the got away with more as a kid and you had to be more responsible because you had younger sisters that you had to care for. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is true. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, when it comes to our approaches then, Mm -hmm. like I'm a planner, so I think ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking ahead. And so I like to keep the kids expectations low Meaning, you know, we'll be at a store and they'll be like, look at that. It's so cool. And I'll be like, ooh, that's expensive. We're not going to be able to buy that. That's the first thing I say. Uh What's the first thing you say? Well, the first thing, see, okay, I see that as a big old stop sign and nobody likes to be smacked in the face with the stop sign. So I'm more of a, let's redirect this a little bit, affirm their excitement, but also communicate to them that, you know, purchasing it is not going to be an option. So you might say... Uh, no, it's outside of our price range. I might say, oh, let's go take a look. That's cool. Um, maybe someday we'll be able to afford that. Or maybe some we'll add it to the wish list for birthday or Christmas. But I used to get really upset at you. <laughs> no, you did not. So, yeah, I would be like, oh, Ted, you're encouraging them. First, you should set expectations and then right. look at it. I should discourage them instead. I should be a discouragement. I well, I've realized... <laughs> It took me a little bit, mm-hmm. but I, I started to see the beauty and the joy in dreaming with the kids Yeah, rather than being a killjoy first and setting expectations mm-hmm. because it's good to dream. It's good to encourage our kids to see possibilities, um, but it took me time to learn from your approach. Right. No, yeah, I can, I can see us doing that with... Uh... Even as they're getting older, like one of our girls is thinking about going overseas to study um, or living overseas at some point. And naturally, I would prefer that, you know, the kids be closer to home, you know, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll explore that with them. You know, where would you want to go? And, you know, would you be interested in like living with roommates? Um, you know, what would you want to study? Wouldn't it be cool to eat the food there and stuff? Yeah. Well, and I think that I have learned over the years. So now when that does come up, I think I've been more able to say, oh, that's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at this. Like, 
you know, um, where could you find community? Could we find a church Uh, there that you could get involved with? That's a big one. Um, So I've learned how to try to set expectations without being a killjoy, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, and you, you know, we've talked about how you like to grocery shop. (laughs) Like it's an experience. Right. Um, Well, there's so many wonderful, weird things in grocery stores. I mean, just the, uh, the, diff- the, the international aisle is just, mm. <laughs> right. Well, and you will go to the grocery store and you'll bring home like six different kinds of root beer. Mm, yes. have done that because you want to do a taste test with them. And it mm-hmm. used to be, I would be like, oh, shouldn't we really be spending that much money on all these different root beer? Uh-huh. And now I'm like, okay, that's cool. Let's do it. <laughs> but I've had to learn. I figure we'll go through it all before the uh, expiration dates. Right. Well, and maybe that comes from you also coming from your dad was a doctor. Mm-hmm. There was probably more flexible income. Mm-hmm. Whereas I grew up a pastor's kid, um, you know, hospice chaplain's kid. Sure. And so we didn't have quite as much. I mean, my parents have always been extremely generous. generous. Oh, yeah. They're I know that. Very, for very generous. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just didn't have as much flexibility with our budget as you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've had to, it's another place I've had to learn, learn from you, um, and your approach, your more fun, maybe approach. I mean, my parents mm-hmm. were very fun, but you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. When you say fun, you might mean more spontaneous as opposed to more structured or more, uh, planned or whatnot. Right. But you need both. Yeah. You yeah. know, if, if everything was uh, following my pattern, we'd, I don't know that we'd really, we wouldn't be doing a podcast for certain. <laughs> we'd be laughing about people doing podcasts. <laughs> but see, there's this balance as we both mm-hmm. have different personalities and different upbringings and we take the time to learn from each other's approach. We mm-hmm. balance each other out. Absolutely. And I think mm-hmm. that those listening can do the same unless, you know, you both come from very similar backgrounds and have very similar personalities. I wonder um, if that'd be harder. I don't know. That, that's an interesting, I hadn't really thought deeply about that and how mm. that affects parenting. I mm. would think it would be easy if you already agree on a lot of things. I guess. Yeah. So, I can see that. All right. So the third, we have a third, we have a third we have one. A third. We support the other as best we can. That's a good one. I support you with that uh, yeah. <laughs> third point. I'm glad you do. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that, um, we, support what the other, like if the other has said, well, this is how we're going to do it. We don't openly contradict each other in front of the kids. And we also try, like for me, I try to, um, speak well of you in front of the kids, even if I might disagree or I might not understand where you're coming from. It's something that we try to do privately. What's an example of that? Well, maybe you tell, well, I can think of examples where the kids may ask, Hey, can we play this video game? And mm-hmm. you have already told them yes. And I'm thinking, Ooh, it's not a good time. It's not a good time or not a good idea. Mm-hmm. I will normally say to the kids, okay, well, if Papa said it's okay, then it's okay. But I might later tell you my thoughts on it, uh-huh. which means that next time you're more prone to talk to me first and then we talk about the pros and cons before we give the kids a decision. Gotcha. So later on you might say, Hey Ted, remember when you said it was fine for the girls to go play their video games? Well, that was like 45 minutes before dance. 
and I really needed them to get ready for dance, get their costumes and their hair and uh, just preparation for that. So, it... Right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we know that we're going to be going someplace and interacting with people and sometimes playing games That's does true. not help facilitate them that. being social. as social. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we found when they play video games, sometimes they get into this world of video games where you do something in the video game and it reacts just as it should, which is not like the real world. It's not the way humans react like a video game. So, yeah. Yeah. Or you might do something that doesn't make sense to me. Like at one of our previous houses, Mm -hmm. you would pull the car into the garage. Right Right now we can't pull a car into the garage. It's full of (laughs) I pull it in at a weird angle. And I was like, why is he doing this? This Mm -hmm. makes no sense. But... I tried my best not to verbalize that out loud as I was trying to pull the car in at this weird angle and getting frustrated. Um, I tried not to verbalize that in front of the kids. Okay. Because you normally do have a very good explanation for why you mm-hmm. do what I consider weird things. <laughs> <laughs> and I did have a good explanation at the time, right? Right. We just can't remember can't what remember. it was. <laughs> I can't remember now. It sounds really goofy. Why it might be in the book because I'm pretty uh-huh. sure I tell that story in the book. Maybe so you could open up the door better or... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I you had no a idea. good reason. I did. Because right. once I... Ex- I no longer have a good explanation. No, but so. you don't need it because no. we're living in a different house where we can't, can't... fit the car into the garage. And the garage, yeah. So, all right. Well, as we've said, we're definitely not... Experts. experts on parenting. Parenting is hard, you mm-hmm. know, and we enter these different phases and these different seasons and kids we've continually never change. Been parents of a seventeen year old before. No. It's always there's always something new. Although I will We can s- learn from others. Right. Experts and mentors, but you know, it's always new and challenging. I will say that parenting our ten year old daughter is easier this time around because it's the fourth time we've right. parented mm-hmm. a ten year old, although they all have slightly different personalities. So Okay, vastly different personalities. <laughs> Dramatically, um, yes. but you know we're constantly looking to scripture and looking to biblically Absolutely. centered parenting experts Absolutely. to help us. Um, but we've learned a few things, as we said along the way, and mm-hmm. so those are some of the things that we've shared today. Mm-hmm. And we hope that that is encouraging. Um, so, what did we talk about? We talked about three ways you can better parent as a team. Mm-hmm. Can try to see things from the other's perspective. Try to appreciate each other's approaches and learn from each other. And try to support each other as best we can. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do we have an us time challenge this We time? certainly do. This time. <laughs> <laughs> it is not related to television or oh, movies. I know on. that that's what you want to say. Although I guess it Rewatch would... Rewatch The Princess Bride. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, okay. As parents. Uh, yes. We don't want to tear each other down with our words Mm-mm. or our actions in front of our kids, right? I mean, we don't want to do that privately <laughs> either. Yeah, just wait until they're in bed and then tear, tear each other down. That is not what I meant, <laughs> what although I that's what it sounded like. <laughs> so what do, you, what we, do you mean? We want to speak words of life. Of course. Of not course. only in front of our children about each other, but to each other as we're parenting. We want to build each other up and say, hey, I noticed that you did that today, and that was mm. really cool. I appreciated how you how you did that with the kids, and I actually want to learn from that. That uh, makes me think of uh, what Chapman's book, Five Love Languages. Yeah. The, was it the love cup or the love tank? tank. Your love tank. tank. Yeah. So, yeah, parenting can can drain, can be draining. Yeah. Um, you know, give, give, give all day long. So, yeah, yeah. it's good, 
good thing is to build each other up, build a love tank. Yeah. So that's the challenge is build up your spouses. Specifically in terms of, of their parenting. parenting. Yeah. And I mean, if you do need to offer some constructive criticism, make a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Right? Communication sandwich. But maybe. number. Yeah. Whatever episode we <laughs> talked about that in. But this, this challenge is specifically for seeing what they are doing right mm-hmm. and acknowledging it and encouraging your spouse in that. That's very good. Let's do it. Okay, good. Well, we hope this was encouraging and helpful to you. And remember, we're cheering on your team us. The Team Us Podcast is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed Ted and Ashley's conversation today, would you leave the show a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It really does help more people like you find the show. This podcast was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. To find more faith-filled, encouraging podcasts like this one, just head over to lifeaudio.com. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together, we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.